Sound Network. The Late Night Early Morning Show talks about related life experiences from humble upbringing to the hustles of big city living. Here are takes on news, music, careers, and more. Welcome to The Family. One guy thinks he's badass, the other knows it. They run a podcast that will penetrate the ear hole and provide a new realm of all the pleasure never before imagined. Bust out the ear loop. And remember, don't tense up, it's the Late Night Early Morning Show! everybody and welcome to another episode of the late night early morning show my name is Augie Lopez saying if you stay ready you ain't gotta get ready so we're gonna do this one a little bit different um, a lot of things have happened this past week where we were unable to record all together and unable to we had to move everything around kind of everybody's schedule so we're all gonna get together this week and record a lot um, but I didn't want to leave you guys without nothing So, I got two things going on in this episode. The first one I got is what we did for Halloween. I recorded um, a little bit while we were at Hobbs Grove. I'll explain what that is. And then the second half is I was able to interview an up-and-coming comedian by the name of Francisco Ramos. And uh, I want you to see how that interview went. It was very good interviewing him. So to give you a, a little bit of background on both things, the first one that you're going to listen to is you're going to listen to me, Melissa, my cousin Jackie, uh, my good friends uh, Joseph and Berto in line waiting to go on a hayride the night before Halloween. So... We're going to this place called Hobbs Grove. And for all you city slickers out there, Hobbs Grove it gets a little scary. The only reason why is because getting to Hobbs Grove, you have to go through nothing but country. So you see nothing but darkness, nothing but orchards, nothing but trees. So it does a little bit of psychological stuff on your mind. That's for the city folk. For the country folk that live out there, it's kind of business as usual i guess um in this clip it's about 14 minutes and you're gonna hear the whole ride through yes you're gonna hear me scream you're gonna hear people scream um but the funny part is that my cousin jackie you hear me yelling her name out quite a bit i didn't know that she was terrified of haunted houses and scary stuff like that during the halloween season i invited her to go to this thing and she said yes but she said yes because it was on her bucket list so when we were riding we were going through all this scary stuff she was just meditating meditating with her eyes closed and her hoodie on so she doesn't get scared it was funny you hear me, you hear me calling out her name quite a bit during the uh, ride uh like i said previously this clip is about 14 minutes so go ahead and check take a listen to it and i'll come back in after that to introduce the comedian and the next clip so stick with this and take a listen uh this is augie lopez with the late night early morning show and we are here 
the day before Halloween, a Friday, we are standing in line for Hobbs Grove. I'm with Melissa. My first time. I'm with my cousin Jackie. Also my first time. I'm with my buddy Joseph. What's up, people? I'm with my buddy Alberto. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, Berto, you tell you what? What did you say that was gonna go on tomorrow? You're uh, the head coach of what? Please tell me again. I am the head coach of a ladies football team. Where? Okay, you want to hear it? Okay, I am the head coach of a lesbian ladies football team. <laughs> that has to be the best title I've ever heard. Of, of a, you know, some people say I'm a, a son, a father, a nephew, or whatever. Sure. But that's one of the best. In all fairness, only about 75% of them are lesbian and 25% are... Oh, then that's not fair, dude. That's not fair to the other lesbians. Well, some of those straight ones are bisexual, so... <laughs> well, I don't know. Is that straight? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we're in line, and it's it's pretty long, no? Long line. It's a long line, but we're going to go to the hayride first. Yeah, we were in line, and then we saw Berto, and Berto waved us up, so we skipped like half the line. So it's going to go pretty fast for us. Stay tuned. That's a good eye, you guys. What are you doing? Recording? I just... I thought you were... Very disappointing. I do not have a backup battery, and yes, I am at 16%. I apologize this day, and I might not be able to record everything. Who, who has another phone, though? I know, I know. I made you all put your phone away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made them put them away because if they run... You never know they're what's going to happen. They're all. Oh, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 But then I go back and get my phone like, oh, shit. I need my phone. Oh, my God. I'll leave me alone. Where's all your phones at? They need to Oh, my God. Never. Oh, you yeah. I won't fight back. <laughs> so, Joseph is one of my old friends, and Berto is one of my old friends. Jackie is my cousin, and you all know Melissa. Very nice, very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say you were holding hands with your girlfriend with your wife here, but uh, that's me. It was you. Oh, yeah. It was you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're going to have to do it again. They are, hey, you know, no manual labor. That's what happens. It's all that lotion you use. I stopped using lotion for that reason. Yeah. It's like it's like Adam Cole says, you shouldn't use lotion, dude. Yeah, exactly. And not a lot of people know that. No, because when yeah. you find yourself in a situation where you don't have lotion. See, I try to explain that to people at work and they're you gotta, like, You gotta be you gotta be versatile. Yeah, you gotta be versatile. Uh, why are you sweating, Jackie? I don't know, I have her gloves now, her scarf. You're ready, right? Oh, yeah. What kind of buzz, too? I wish we had something. We finished a bottle before we came in. They don't sell alcohol here, huh? They don't? Okay, so while we're waiting in line, let's get to know Berto for a second. Because, uh, so Berto, how long have we known each other? Uh, too long, man. It's been like, what, 20 years? 20 years? Yeah, yeah, almost. That's so bad. Yeah, that's so bad. And Joe, how long have we known each other? <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. So 20 years. All right, we're in front of the line. Let's see, let's see uh, what this girl's going to do for us. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, so for everybody that's in the city and not in the United States, um, we're in Central California where we're surrounded by orchards and we're going to get on this hayride. And uh, so we'll see what's going on. Okay, so we were in the back of the line and then Berto saw us and called us up to the front of the line. And we skipped like most of the line and I had to apologize greatly to the people behind us. And they were pretty cool about it. So here we go. Here we go, we're getting on the hayride. All right, thank you guys, so nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're gonna start rolling here. You got, you gotta capture everything. I mean, you can't tell I'm doing it, I just got it like this. Yeah, I would. All right. Melissa, you're gonna be okay? Yeah. I'm here! <laughs> All right, here we need me. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh shit, oh, shit it's fucking dark. Fucking Birdo. Jackie! Jackie! Where's Jackie at? It's gonna help me hold it off. No, I'm okay, bro. Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want a glowing thing on my head. Thank you. I appreciate it, though. You want to glow? Maybe if I was in West Hollywood, I'd take it. Hey, man, my neck hurts. So please. Oh wow. Shit. Oh Don't point him out, Birdo shit, man. I was good on that scared me. I knew I was gonna get hurt. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I kick somebody? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I got size 12. I apologize. Oh no. Oh no. Joseph. Uh, you're messing up my hair. Jackie! Jackie! Are you meditating? Don't meditate. It's alright. <laughs> Jackie, enjoy it, Jackie. Oh, that guy's hanging. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my God
god! Oh, 
shit. Fucking shit, I hate it. step and get out. So that was our experience and our trip to Hobbs Grove. I had a really good time. It seems like everybody else had a good time too. You can hear chainsaws going off in the beginning of that clip. It was real fun. I did not expect that many people to be at Hobbs Grove. There was only three rides. A hay ride, a haunted forest and a haunted house and it was like you were at magic mountain you had to wait for the haunted house for a little over an hour and a little side note for you my cousin jackie that was terrified she only did two out of the three she did the hayride and the haunted forest and while we were in line for the haunted house she said nope and dipped out she was not she wasn't trying to have it at all at all at all uh but she like took off nobody could find her so this next clip that we're going to get into is something that I got handed to me by my buddy Frankie. He was coming down and taking a picture of a comedian and wanted to interview him. And I said, I would. So this is an up and coming comedian by the name of Francisco Ramos. 
And he's been on Last Comic Standing, the most recent episode. Sorry, the most recent competition of Last Comic Standing. And he was one of the voices in the movie Rio. And he's, uh, he's done quite a bit of other work also. So this one is about, I would say, 20 minutes. But it's very interesting because it's interesting to see what he's got going on. This is about 25 minutes. I'm sorry, 25 minutes. But take a listen. This is my interview with Francisco Ramos. Hello, everybody. My name is Augie Lopez with the Late Night Early Morning Show here with Frankie Leal from Traffic Magazine. And we're going to go ahead and interview Francisco Ramos, comedian. Hello, Francisco. What's, What's going up, on, brother? Man? How, are you? Vayalo, vayalo. How are you? How are you? Hey, so so where are you from? I'm, uh, it's like, what the? What yeah. Well, excuse me. Yeah. Are you legal here? <laughs> no, uh... Yeah, thank you, yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. Is this a Trump podcast? Yeah, is this yeah. What's going no, on? it is, is a... not. No, it is not. <laughs> no, I'm from. I was born in Venezuela. That's Venezuela. I yeah, I was born and then I moved to the U.S. when I was 12. Okay, mm-hmm. right on, man. Well, yeah. that's nice. Okay, so let me go ahead and give everybody that is uh, kind of hearing about you for the first time a little bit of backstory about you. Okay. Yeah. So you were one of the top ten finalists on this season from Last Comic Standing. That's right. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Was that nerve wracking doing that? It was. I mean, to me, it's like I think it's. Uh, it it was. It was good. Like I call it good nervousness. Right. Like it's like adrenaline nervousness. Like I was. Uh, it. It. They do do it for you to get freaked out because they don't show you they put you in a green room where nobody you can see nothing like right. so it's like they give you that whole pressure to make you kind of fail i'll you know? tell you this much i mean getting doing stand-up by itself is stressful enough and to do it on a on a game show like that yeah, or, or yeah. a competition like yeah, that yeah, oh it's called God. basically a game show yeah, and yeah. who were the judges the judges were keenan ivory wayans from who created in living color yeah. you know uh, roseanne Barr, yeah. and then uh john uh, sorry uh, norm mcdonald Okay. And the host was uh, Anthony Jeselnik. And how were all they? Did you get to meet them at all? I mean, I got to, I didn't get to meet them throughout the show. I mean, I got to say hi to them at the end of the show when like in a little rap party, but nothing, Nothing you know, it it wasn't like I talked to, yeah. So, but they're all, I mean, they're all nice. They're all nice. I I mean, to me, it's like they were all doing their part of being the judges of what they need to do. So it's kind of like nobody, I mean, I all good things to say about them nothing bad right about yeah them. it's it i i did see the show and i do remember you yeah and um yeah i remember that you were funny man so it <laughs> was it's, it's good <laughs> it's good to, I that i'm you interviewing you <laughs> <laughs> that i remember <laughs> so and one more thing before we get into the other questions that i got for you because i think it's very fascinating on some of the things that you've already uh, have accomplished thank you um you, you were one of the lead voices in rio what character did yeah, you play yeah, in rio i mean i was uh, i did the uh, that was the king monkey which uh, uh, people always ask which monkey I was like the only one that talked it wasn't like I just <laughs> oh, yeah, got uh, yeah. casted to do monkey noises that, that's not a credit it's like I'm monkey number 47 that's me I went <laughs> that's me <laughs> <laughs> no, I so it's the it's the King Monkey. It was pretty. It was great. It was a great. It's my first. That's the first kind of audition that I went to. Oh, really? And I kind of like got. You know, it's one of the things that you have to get because 
it has to happen like things happen for a reason kind of thing. Right, right, right. because i had no idea what i was doing i was just going on so how long have you been in in los angeles then? uh like the, about eight years and eight years and, and, I, and yeah so eight years and i've been doing comedy for like seven and a half eight you know okay okay like, yeah and like you said previously you were born in venezuela yes right? i was born there yeah uh and were you raised there though no no well i was raised there until i was 12 and then we moved to washington dc maryland oh really that's where i grew up so you're east coast i'm an east coast so guy. then you moved from uh, washington dc maryland uh eight years ago then to yeah yeah from to, there. so uh, yeah because i went right? i grew up there i went to high school there, i went to college there and then uh graduated there working there and then i moved here so your first generation over here then oh, I'm, yeah i'm completely yeah. first so generation. were your parents at all supportive of what you were trying to get into and you trying to do it was it was to me i thought i guess they were in a way because it wasn't like to me, when I first told them that I was going to do it, I, they were like, okay. Like, I thought they were going to go crazy. Right. I mean, I also realized I already had graduated from college. So, like, I basically could do whatever I wanted to. Right, like, right. If, if I would have done that, like, before college. Where'd you go to college at? University of Maryland College oh, Park. Oh, really? Yeah. Terps. And what'd you graduate with? Finance and international business. Oh, Double so major. you're trying you're trying to make yourself into a business I'm here, trying, taking yes. that education, I mean, I'm, right? I'm like, I basically know like when the mo when I start getting making a lot of money, I know how to invest it. That's pretty much it. That's a good tip to know, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. it's I think it's good to like, you know, you always go like, I wish I would have started early and all this stuff, but like. It's kind of good that I have that background because I know how to budget myself in a way, especially yeah, in this. Yeah, I mean, doing if you this. don't mind me asking this question, how old are you? Because you look very yeah, young, man. I do mind man. you asking <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> that was so like so so like so like a blind date. By the way, uh, you didn't put that in your Tinder profile, but uh, are you over eighteen? Uh, no, I'm 33. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, man. I just I look mean, younger. Yeah. You do look younger. I'm, yeah, yeah. I just turned 35, man. Yeah, yeah. So and so, you when did you too. when did you graduate? You look 34. Uh, uh, they, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the girls tell me. Uh, uh, By the way, this did thing you... keeps going red. I don't know if I'm no, just... yeah, that's okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. If well, we break like it, it's okay. It's, 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 it's not mine, so it's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just like, kidding. I, don't okay. uh, <laughs> I stole this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What year did you graduate from college? Uh, 2004. Oh, okay, so, so you uh, got out of you got out of college right after high school then. Almost. Yeah, because I graduated. To, I mean, I graduated in, in, in high school, 2000, college, 2004. Yeah. And then I started working for like two years, and I moved to LA like 2006. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. See, I barely graduated about oh, yeah. two years ago, man. From so. college? Or From high college, school, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know sometimes. I don't understand. I don't know. I yeah, 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 middle yeah. school. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right on. But uh, going forward, were your parents always supportive of what you were yeah, trying no, to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, luckily, my, I mean, not yeah. luckily, but uh, I'm saying, unfortunately, that's yeah, yeah, my yeah, dad passed away, so he didn't get a, he didn't have a, I mean, he started watching me doing it, but like, he didn't have a chance to like really see what I've been doing, and like, right. but my mom has been very supportive, and right. like, she's like really like, I mean, she's supportive in her own like. Like Latina way, like yeah, she yeah. says me. Yeah, oh, my little Latin king. Like, like you could do whatever you want to do. But but like she for me, so her like she me. gives me like she tells me like hey you know like she sends me emails about how what Sofia Vergara is making. <laughs> okay. But like just the email of the net worth and I'm like what is this like what's well, so you you know I'm like 
So you're trying to say like I'm not being I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you could this do. Is, yeah. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Making wow. twenty million a year. So has it always been easy for you to make people to make people laugh? Or yeah, I mean, did you get that at all from your parents? Or your nah, parents my funny dad, at all? My dad right? was very uh, like my dad was the guy who was in the party who would always like the center of attention, right. kind of like oh, yeah. would make like he was great at making jokes. Like mm-hmm. he would, like so like I saw that growing up and like I guess that's how I got it. But like, yeah, ever since I was little. I love making people laugh and like, you know, joking around. So I always had that, you know, but I never realized I wanted to be a comic until I st- after I graduated and started working. Right, right, right. So you said that uh, about seven years ago, you just, oh, you've been doing comedy for about seven yeah, years, yeah, right? Yeah, seven and eight. Okay, yeah. so, um, so that's what, what was the deciding factor that said like, all right, you know what? Was it a, a special comedian, a movie no, or no, something it, that it popped was, off where you were like, hey. The, it was, to me, I call it a quarter life crisis. Like, because I, st- I was working at an investment firm, and I and I basically had like a like an epiphany of going like, man, like if I st- keep doing this, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, I'm not happy. It was it was becoming the robotic kind of like you know like Joe versus a volcano kind of thing. A, a bad job will force you into doing what you really want to but do some, quickly. Yeah, quickly, yeah. quickly. I'm so, but you know, some people don't use that. But to me, it was like I need to find out what I liked. You know, and like and after like I I basically. Basically, like I went and uh, bought a book about a self-help book and oh, how to, yeah. you know, and then yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. the Alchemist. I wrote the I read the Alchemist. Oh, I read which, the Alchemist too. Which to me, that book changed my life because yeah. I started like looking at the signs and everything and realizing that, yeah. you know, and that's how I started doing it. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. So about seven years ago, that's when you started to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. But what was your first stand-up gig? Where uh, was it at? What'd you do? Man, my first, I mean, I, uh, I, I believe, I, I think, I mean, I remember, I think I did one like back, like it was like one of those, like when you start doing comedy, you do like a, what is called a bringer show. Mm-hmm. So I did one, I think at the Ice House in Pasadena, the small room. Your your first show was at the Ice House? But it was like a bringer show at yeah, the yeah, small yeah. room. So yeah. I've never been to the Ice House. I've been to the yeah. comedy store and the yeah. Laugh Factory. I know yeah. that they got specific rooms for, yeah. you know, um, uh, open mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Ice House has one too then. Yeah, yeah. So and, and it was like a show, like a small produced show. It wasn't like, it was, it was not a show that were that you were regular. At right, the right, right. But I remember I brought some friends and I did it and like, it was, it was, it went really well like for, for that point. Like I got some, you know, like, so it wasn't bad, you know, it was good. I was like, I was like, okay, I can do this, you know. Oh yeah, how much did you prepare for it? Did, were you just like, I'm just going to no, go out there and no, do no. it? Did I'm you prepare? I'm always being very like, I yeah. mean, I'm to the guy like when I used to start, when I started doing comedy, mm-hmm. I used to help out at the comedy store yeah. doing a, a show and I was do, I did the music for yeah. the show. And one time this guy who did, who produced the show told me like, hey, I want you to the next uh, weekend, I want you to bring up the, the host. That's it, just bring him up. And I remember... In my, remember practicing to bring up the host. You so have like, to see, but man. Like, that to me, like I go back and I laugh myself because I remember like practicing hours of going like, "All right, guys, you guys ready to have some fun tonight?" That's it. That's what no, I was man. Practicing. See, but that's what separates the boys from men, right there, mm-hmm. is when you know you just want to get and it, you you're up on stage, man. You don't know what's gonna happen in your yeah, head yeah, yeah, if yeah. you practice. Practice makes perfect. Well, baby. to me, it's like I think that's. I mean. That's my. I, you. I think everybody's different. Like I have to have like a like a little organized plan or like a little outline of what I'm doing every time I go up. Like obviously you have to let go and improv and see what the room takes you. But to me, I always have to have a plan. Right. Right. You right. know. Like I think that's like life. You always have to have a plan. But 
it always have to kind That's of improvise. That college right there, kicking in, having a plan. I think so. Well, speaking of improv, have you ever done any yeah. improv? Yeah, well, that's the reason I moved to LA was to do improv because I started doing improv in DC. Okay. And uh, I take. I, Were uh, you with the crew or a troop I, over the there? At the DC improv, they, they would do a lot of. Uh, it was classes, so I took a lot of classes and I okay. would like do shows at the end of the classes. And when I moved to LA, it was to be at, at Groundlings. Okay. And I took uh, like two two or three classes of groundlings right and what happened was like i couldn't find like a core group of people that were in the same kind of page that i wanted to be and that's what led me to start doing stand-up and that's the problem that i'm having with now mm. at ucb okay. you know what i mean yeah are you familiar with ucb yeah, 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 right yeah. okay yeah it's just they look for like latin people because there's not a really of, l- yeah. a lot of latin people yeah, in yeah, there yeah. so but then again, you kind of can't vibe with the people that are there. And yeah, you're like, yeah. Ah, I kind of want to do different humor. Yeah, that's good. No, though, that's man. yeah. I think it's yeah. like it's 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 it's, it's improv and it's great, but like it's it is about finding that that, that core group of people, two yeah. or three people or whatever. That's like you guys are on the same page. Yeah, exactly. and that everybody wants to you know work this hard. You know. So who were your some of your biggest comedian comedian influences well, when I going started, up or listening to? Well, I mean, uh, there's always this uh, Venezuela. I used to look up to this guy whose name is Emilio Lovera, who's one of the best comics in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. He still uh, performs. And uh, but then growing up, when I started looking into doing stand up, like I was was a very big fan of Seinfeld. So like, watch the sh- I, I mean, the show. I'm like, I know every episode. I, I I've seen it religiously. Man, me and you are right there. You, you watch know. comedian cars getting coffee. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, of dude. Yeah. No. Hey, man, that's. So, Steve Harvey on that one, that most yeah. recent one, it was good. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah. There, so him was a big factor. I remember watching his special, like one of his last specials that he did, and then and then also Dave Chappelle too. Like I love that. Like he was very like watching obviously his show. Like I love because that's how I do my comedy. Like doing characters, I like yeah, doing yeah, act yeah. outs. Right. On. So like, so that, what about Jim Carrey? Eh, little bit. Jim Carrey. I mean, I like. I mean, he wasn't like a guy that like I was like, oh, I want to like that influence me. You know, obviously like. He's a great actor, great, you know, right. but like in, ster- in, in, in terms of watching stand-up or anything like that, no, it wasn't like... So stand-up, stand-up comedians, you're saying that it would be more Chappelle and... Chappelle and Seinfeld, Chappelle. like people know. And then, all, and then also there's this guy who, I don't know if you know, his name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I was just going to say and that he's you reminded like, me of him, man. It's a ju- yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco has a podcast with Pete Corielli, oh, yeah, dude. hilarious. Dude, I just I got done listening to it's their so most funny. recent episode. Yeah, he's hilarious, yeah. man. That special that he has on Showtime oh, yeah. where he de- no, does a bit about Chipotle. Of, of and, uh, yeah. Of, of like, but he's a, he's a guy who, when I first started working at the comedy store, like he's a guy that I saw and I'm like, oh, that I kind of like, oh, I kind of like, that's what I gravitated to in terms of like, Everything like the way he would handle himself, the way he would do comedy, the way that the, the type of comedy that he would yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah. So. It, he's very. Uh, and he's, he's very the like, one that helped me a lot too. Like really? at the beginning, he took me on the road with him. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's way awesome. Mm-hmm. He he's actually coming out with the uh, Jerry Seinfeld in comedian yes. cards getting coffee. And that's huge. That's huge. That's man. so huge. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So you're in here. You're doing it in la you've mm-hmm. been here for seven years mm-hmm. how long did it take for the ball to get rolling man because because uh, i moved out here yeah. 10 years ago from to where? be fresno oh, okay with this guy right. well we're from reedley <laughs> okay. but yeah. um and it took a it didn't take that long but it did take a little while for, takes, to get the ball rolling no it takes a while i mean i think for me i mean uh i the thing is, like, I moved and I got a job at an investment firm because I was like, so I was working full time while I was doing stand. I mean, doing open mics, you mm-hmm. know, just getting into the stand-up yeah. scene. And then I started working at the comedy store while I had the investment job. So I was doing like working all the time and just, 
you know, just basically getting, you know, my chops down and becoming what a comic would be and getting to know people. So, I mean, I think it's like every, it, 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 it takes, you know, a couple of years, take three or four years, I mean, just to even get a little bit established. And then yeah. I think everybody is different. You know, I think to me, it's like, you never have like everybody, like for you, it could take, you know, less or more, whatever. But I, I think you just have to, to me, the key is to know that you're every year you're doing, you're moving up. Yeah. Like moving it, forward. Like to me, it's like if I was always be realistic and I would tell myself, like if I've been doing stand up for like four or five years and I was mm. still doing the same open mics that when I started, then this is not for me. Right. I'm not good. Like right. I'm not that like there, there's got to be some kind of thing where you go like progression, that progression. Yeah, that yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be huge. You don't, I mean, I'm, you don't have to be a star, but you have to see some progression. And yeah. I would see that all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, so one of the things that you pointed on right there is that's one thing that I get scared of is is the example of you're just uh, sprinting and running in place. Yes. You're not going forward. Mm -hmm. Right on. So now that you brought up your work and audition, the audition process, how did you land the voiceover role for Rio? Well, it, it, like uh, I did a show with a, a comic who's very funny. His name is Skylar Stone. Skylar Stone. Mm -hmm. And he, I, I opened for him and then uh, he knew the casting director. Okay. So he basically recommended me and I didn't have an agent or anything like that. So I went to the audition and was funny, the audition was at Fox Studios, and I used to work at Century City. Okay. So basically, I told the job, hey, I gotta go to a doctor's appointment. <laughs> so I went I to the right audition, there, yeah. and yeah, and and the audition was basically like to be a, a you know, like it was a, a real takes place in Brazil. So I, right. I prepared myself trying to like doing a Brazilian accent, you know, and I remember I went up and I started doing it, and the, and the casting director was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing a Brazilian accent. It's like, just do your accent. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, Americans don't give a shit about where you're like, as long as you have an accent, you're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. Right, right, right. So, How was it recording it, though? I it mean, was, in, it was in great. A, did, was that your first voiceover yeah, job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had, I never done any voiceover Because you always see them like in the DVD extras where yeah. they're doing the voiceover. It was, so it was like so that. It was like that. To, it was like, you know, it was in at Fox. It was the uh, first time I went in. It was actually with, uh, I was, I, it was like a group thing. It was with Fluffy because Fluffy did a, um, uh, Gabriel Iglesias? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, wait, no, Fluffy, well, actually, no, it was with, because uh, Fluffy did, an, uh, I did also a voice in Marmaduke, and Fluffy was there. Okay. But, uh, but Jeff Garcia was in it, and then oh. uh, and, and Carlos Ponce. So we basically did, you know, kind of like a little group session, and then they left, and then it was just me with the director, and then he's like, okay, do, uh, and he's like, all right, do your, you know, the voice for the monkey. So I started doing it, and he's like, I like this. I think this is what we're going to use, you know. So, like, it was just me and the director. And he was basically telling me there was no, because you don't see anything. Like, it's not, you record the voices first. Mm -hmm. Then the animation comes through. The thing the thing is, is that you're supposed, that's the, the number one job rule, man. You're the first one there. You're the last one to leave because mm -hmm. situations like that yeah, happen, yeah, man. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, how'd you decide to end up uh, auditioning for the last comic standing? Well, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I, uh, it was a thing that I got recommended by uh, uh, Lachlan Patterson, who's a very good friend of mine. He was in the last seasons mm -hmm. of uh, He Almost Won. He, uh, you know, he came at second or third. And uh, he recommended me to the producers of the show. And, uh, you know, so I went in and did it. And, uh, and it, was, it was great. I mean, I, I did a great audition. And, like, you know, I think I fit that, that, that if I fit the show of what they were looking for yeah. in terms of, like, you know, comedy because it's kind of clean, you know, pop. I call it pop comedy where yeah, like anybody yeah, yeah. can, like, you know. So you don't perform blue then? Or you no, try not to? No, I mean, I, I mean 
if if you go come see me in a club, I mean, I'm gonna curse here and there, but yeah, I yeah. can do all my sets without being without cursing. Right, right, right. Like, obviously, it's not gonna like it, it's kind of like PG thirteen ish, uh, and then I could push it rated R if I want to. But mm-hmm. I never, I mean, all my stand up is very, you know, like like it's not yeah dirty or like you know crazy where I'm you know like I'm talking like weird stuff. I like to because again, like I like talking about that any, uh, stuff that everybody can relate to right so, like, exactly sign foolish kind of way like, yeah that whole thing i like i, I mean because i talk about my life but at the same time like it has to be where everybody can relate to it doesn't matter if i'm latino or you're latino or whatever it has to be everybody yeah mm-hmm. so how do you feel about joe coy because we uh frankie shot joe coy do you know who joe yeah, coy yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you like he's him as yeah, yeah 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 he's hilarious yeah yeah so that must have been a crazy experience actually the auditioning process for uh the last comic well, it standing was, it was i mean the audition for that it was just doing a show i mean yeah. so it's like you just kind of like again mm-hmm. as you went up you do your three and a half minutes and that's mm-hmm. it it's like so I mean, it, I mean, it's a thing that you have to kind of like. I mean, I did good because I, of all the experience that I've done mm-hmm. all these years of doing shows and doing even showcases, so I kind of knew what to expect and how to perform in those kind of situations. But like, it is a thing that you have to be ready because I mean, I rem- or I mean, I remember when I started doing it, like the first couple of showcases that I did, I wasn't, I, I didn't understand i didn't realize like because even though it's a showcase or an audition right. it's still a comedy show yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can still gotta it can be it's not like an audition like where you have to like you know like just do your part and that's it you have to kind of relate to them a little exactly. bit exactly so what has been, speaking of doing the stand-up and everything like that what has been the most craziest thing that you've experienced while doing stand-up or you know because I know it's hot. One of the reasons why a lot of people don't like or want to try stand-up is because of the hecklers. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything? Now, what's the craziest thing that you've experienced doing stand-up? I mean, no. I mean, I think it's not nothing crazy that has happened to me in terms of, like, heckling. It's, like, it's more about the 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 shows that you have to do as a stand up you know because like I've done things for like I've performed basically in a, at a basketball court in the middle of uh, at noon in, mm-hmm. during the day you know <laughs> while kids are playing you know basically yeah. so it's like yeah yeah so, yeah or definitely. going to do like a, a wedding or like a where you know you're performing in front of like a grandma that doesn't know how to speak in, you know right so it's like I think that's it's just the weirdest shows that you have to do. A lot of, I do a lot of colleges, and sometimes some colleges like you're performing in, basically in, in the middle of a Starbucks while people are working. Yeah. Like, so those, I mean, to me, those are the things that you have to like. Wow, I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I did that. I did and that, that and I then went, now you know. look at where you're at yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and on your way up, brother. Um, so we're gonna have about five more minutes. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and see if we can get through as much, many questions as we have. Sure. Um, so. I uh, hear you have a podcast. Where, yes. uh, what can we expect to hear, and where can we find it? Well, at? yeah, it's a podcast that I started with another comic friend of mine, Jesus Trejo, and uh, we uh, it's called the Ill Literate Book Club. So it's like, <laughs> so it's, it's just us. We're both like kind of like just talking about. Uh, we kind of interview people that you know that. If, for example, if you come into the podcast and you have a book that you want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, that influence you mm-hmm. you know and then we just talk about it so it's like it's like it's kind of like learning about you know like uh you know a little bit of learning of books that you know that people like like want to talk about but at the same time we also make fun of what's going on or you know whatever comes that's up that's a with. real good concept man so, that's a real good concept. yeah it's kind of like a little bit of like a little bit of like we learn like we did this one of the first episodes we did was with this guy um, Damar Randy and he brought the book. The book was uh, the Fifty Eight Laws of Power. I read that book too. Which I never, I never, and I, I mean, that was a cool that I never knew what mm-hmm. it was, and now I'm like, oh, this is a very interesting book. And yeah. we talked about like 
because how his influence, like his, I didn't know it was a very popular book in prison and stuff mm-hmm. like that. All yeah, this, yeah, yeah. All this stuff that I know. So, you know, we have that, you know, and then we, the next episode that we did, because we, we just started, so we're in the, basically the second episode. Kind of right, 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 right. But, um, but yeah, so that's basically what the podcast is about. Right on. I look forward to hearing it, man. Thank you. Uh, what, accomplish- what accomplishments are you most proud of? Um, I mean, I think just the fact that I'm still, uh, you know, doing, become like a professional comic where I can make a living doing comedy and doing acting. And, uh, you know, I think that's, that's, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm very, obviously I'm very proud of all the things that I've done that, you know, that just even walking around, you know, like a lot and, you know, going to shoot something and be like, wow, I can't believe I'm shooting with these people or that I saw that I've been watching on TV yeah. stuff like that but I think just overall just the fact that I'm still you know because I w- where I want to get to that point where I'm you know being a professional comic a professional actor you know making a good living you know that's that's the dream you know yeah no most definitely so when you're not doing stand-up what are you doing on your days off or when you're not performing mm, well I was gonna say masturbate but that's I good I though <laughs> yeah I just <laughs> <laughs> no no but I, well that's true but no <laughs> I think everybody's not gonna lie about that, but uh, but no, yeah, I like to, like I like I like playing, you know, I like I mean I'm like a you know nothing crazy. I mean I like I like exercising, I like playing tennis. I'm a very big tennis fan. Oh really? I like I'm a very sports junkie, so I watch a lot of sports. You know, basketball, baseball. So you watched the World Series yesterday? The World Series, yeah. What do you think of that? Well, I knew they were gonna win. I think it was they were the best. Were you going for them though? No, I mean I was my team are the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, Mm -hmm. but like uh, I kind of wanted the. Mets to win, but I realized I knew the Royals were gonna win because they had the experience from last year. The, the and they wanted team. it. They wanted yeah, it. No, they, they they were. And I'm happy that Venezuela won the MVP. Oh, which is yeah. Catcher, yeah, that's right. In your opinion, who do you think dropped the ball the most yesterday? Do you think it was the coach allowing uh, uh, yeah. the pitcher to go back yeah. in, or the first baseman, or the third baseman? So that play. Oh, because no, I yeah. think. Well, okay. I mean that Talk play. The, the yeah, the I think. Look, they even said it. The guy, the the, the Tommy or the, or the coach, the manager, yeah. he was like, "I let my emotions get the best of me because he wanted to take him out." I think he should have, like, fine, let him go. But as soon as he had that walk to uh, Lorenzo Cain, mm-hmm. take him out right there. He let him. He, he as like, take him out. I mean, it's already your your. There were there were two zero. There were two zeros still there. He took him out. He let him out. Then that's where Lorenzo stole the second base. I mean, like. And I think it's like after that, you know. Also, again, like yeah, they is is basically what it is. Is like in the play in the postseason is about timely hitting, great pitching, and don't make errors. Yep. And that's what the Royals did better than the Mets. So like, I mean, David Murphy, that error that he did in game uh, four, that was hor- I mean, yeah. that that was another one right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. had the opportunities. They just lost it. Okay. Two more questions, really quick. Um, what advice would you give someone pursuing comedy? Uh, don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's okay, go ahead. No, I mean, I think it's like, to me, it's like, I always tell people, like, com- like to be a comedian, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, it's not a hobby. It's no. not a thing that you gotta, like, breathe, you gotta think differently. You gotta live, th- you know, it's a, it's a world, I think we're, just to do comedy, you kind of have to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to do comedy, and you, you know, I think the main thing is to always, to especially when you're starting, is be be yourself on stage. Right. Like forget about the the the, st- the writing the material that much. Is try to be the funny like whatever makes you funny. Try to bring that on stage. Right. Whenever exactly. with your friends. 
Exactly, exactly. Okay, is there anything you would li- that you would like to say to your fans right now? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think I have any fans, but uh, <laughs> if there's yeah, one out there, uh, yeah, you tweet do. at me. Uh, <laughs> What's your Twitter? No, it's at uh, Francisco Ramos, and uh, Instagram and Snapchat is at F Ramos Comedy. That's not fuck Ramos. It's fuck <laughs> well, if it's a girl, you can. Yeah, fuck yeah, me. yeah. Whatever you but, want. Uh, but yeah, so no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, thank you if you're a fan. I appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, Francisco. Thank you very much, and I appreciate your time for no. Take, thank you for having for talking me. to me, yeah. man. All right, Francisco Ramos, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, hello. Okay, everybody, what I want to do right now is I want to go ahead and end the podcast. I want to say thank you to my cousin and co-host, Isaiah Pacheco, Courtney Berman, Rodel Grazzi, Matt Renteria, Melissa Camarillo, Darcy Wallace, and Tony G. Giovanni G. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for helping me with the podcast so far. My name is Augie Lopez and I'm saying good journey.